Good evening. This is uh, Grace and Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night message. We thank you for tuning in. And we just want to continue with this series. Well, this is the last lesson of this series, Habits of a Thankful Heart. We've been talking about how to develop habits to be thankful um, to God, no matter what the circumstances. And so we've been spending like this, I think, like week 14. And we started this back during Thanksgiving time. And we've been coming from the book of Philippians, okay? Based on this book, is this teaching is from the book of Philippians where we talk about learning how to be thankful, developing habits. And, and we know a habit is something that you develop. And then once it be, you do it enough, it becomes like instinct to do it. And so we just spend time talking about different habits. And tonight, uh, we're going to talk about um, the subject I want to talk about is a generous giving. Okay, generous giving. Now, when we talk about giving, you know, that could be a very sensitive topic for people based on maybe what you've experienced in churches and your ministry, or maybe you maybe you left church because you know giving. And we're gonna get into some of that. Um, I pray that you hear, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, because um, you know we're gonna talk about the good and the bad about giving. And this, like I said, should be a very sensitive topic, and people seem to want to um, shut down or not want to talk about this but the bible speaks a lot about giving and teaches how to give and you know you may have heard different things in the church and we're not going to get into what's right or well we're going to talk about what the bible said i say that way about what how to give and so and this is part of being thankful we're going to see that in the scriptures and so we want to um Let's just read the highlight script, the um, foundation script I'm going to come to you from tonight. It's coming from Philippians chapter 4. Uh, we're going to be verses 18 and 19. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. And it says, at the moment, this is Paul talking. Um, at the moment, I have all I need and more. And I'm generously supplied with all the gifts you sent me from Aphroditus and they are sweet they are a sweet smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus so when we like I said when we started this message, we talked that we started in Thanksgiving, you know, and Thanksgiving leading to Christmas, and we know that's a time where uh, people are prompt to be generous. Um, you know, churches may take out special collections and for missions and ministries. Um, you know, donations are given. You know, um, baskets are given to people who are in need. So. It's, you know, people are prompt to uh, give during that particular time and leads into Christmas. But here Paul encourages us to be generous um, no matter what our circumstance or time of year. So even though 
Thanksgiving is a time where people may get into a mood of giving and being generous. But for believers, for believers, for us, okay, there is no certain time of the year or there is no particular circumstance. We should always have been a mindset to be generous in our giving, okay? Generous no matter what the circumstance is. And, and so, and just to kind of give you a, um, a little background here of this particular scripture, um, the, the Macedonians, they were poor. And they themselves needed aid. Listen to this. But they gave generously to support Paul. And here's the question, why? Because they they had learned to that they learned to hold on to material goods loosely because of their ultimate security found in Christ. So these people were poor. The Macedonians were poor and they were yet still giving, they was giving to Paul. Because they said, hey, it's our, our security is found in Christ. And I think that's powerful. We really meditate on that. So your security is not in your money. Now, I'm not saying we don't need money. You need money to live in this earth realm to pay. You know, you need resources to pay your bills and things of that nature. But they weren't so attached to their money that they said, you know what? We don't want to give anymore. Well, we we can't give. Okay. And so it is interesting. But see, that they found their security in Christ. Their security was in Christ. And that's what you need to find your security in. Your security is not in your possessions. Because here's the thing about your possessions you can lose your possessions in a blink of an eye, a, a hurricane, a tornado, um, you know, sickness come upon you for some other reason, you know, can drain all your resources. So their security was not found in their resources. Their security was found in Christ. And you need to find your security in Christ. This is where the root of, you know, when you understand you're secure in Christ, then no matter what, how much you have, you're going to find a way to give, okay? So their generosity is one of the things that most endeavor them to Paul because it is a sign of their love for the gospel. So here's the thing about it. If you love the gospel, if you are serious about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, but what is the gospel? It is the good news about what Jesus has done for us through, through the cross. That's the good news that, you know what, the good news what is the good news that you don't have to go to hell. The good news, you don't have to be sick. You don't have to be broke. Okay. You don't have to stay in bondage to anything. That's the good news. Why? Because Jesus came and delivered us from all those things. Okay. And so they was, they had a love for the gospel. So when we give, it should be our love for the gospel. Okay. Our love for the gospel. And, and Paul is clear that it's not the size of the Philippians gift that was important, but the spirit in which it was given. Okay. Because listen to what Paul said. We read it. It says, this is why Paul described the gifts as a, a fragrant offering, pleasing to God. Okay. So it wasn't the size. So here's what I want you to understand. It's not the size of your gift. It is, it is the spirit in what is given. And I know, we know there's a lot of things talking about where should you pay your tithe and offering? You know, there's a thing going on. Should you pay tithe and not pay tithe? And I'm not going to get into all that. 
you know, because we have different opinions on that. And, you know, whether you believe in paying time or you don't believe in time. But here's what I'm saying. The Bible does say this in Corinthians. Paul says you should purpose in your heart what you should give, whatever that is, whatever have amount that is, whatever you give, it should be done from the heart. Because the bottom line, even if you're paying tithes, if you're not doing it from the heart, then Bible said don't give it. You're giving it with the wrong attitude. It, it, Paul even tells us in Corinthians, we should not give out a compulsion. We should not give out a guilt. You know, you feel pressured. Uh, you know, you scared you're going to be cursed if you don't give. Where if you if you're using all those reasons to give, those that reasons, then you're not. The Bible says we should be cheerful givers. So you cannot be a cheerful giver if you're only giving out those reasons, out of guilt, out of compulsion, out of you know, out of fear. Um, that's not a cheerful giver, and that's not the way God wants us to give. Okay, so but He says it's a sweet smell; it's pleasing to God. So if you're giving out of fear, that's not pleasing to God. If you're giving out of guilt, that's not pleasing to God. If you get out and giving out of compulsion, that's not pleasing to God. If you're giving because you know what, he tell you, you know, you're gonna get a hundred dollars if you give this. No, that's not that's not pleasing to God. We don't, you know, give, even though the Bible talking about you, so we're gonna get into that sowing and reaping. But the thing is, it is the spirit in what you give, it's not the amount. Okay, whatever amount that you're giving, what spirit are you giving it out of? Okay, what spirit? Is it a spirit of compulsion or fear or guilt? You know, or trying to impress people? Um, those are the wrong attitudes to give. So we need to understand that how we should be giving. So this they gave with the right spirit. They even then once again, these people were poor. These people didn't have a whole lot of money. But they said, you know what? We believe we, we have a love for spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want the world to hear about this message okay, that we have received. So the Philippians uh, give because they had a passion about spreading the gospel by funding Paul's ministry. That's for them. And their generosity reflect their priority. So giving ought to be a priority if because re giving reflect how is a reflection of a thing for heart. Okay, giving is the reflection of a thing. No matter what your financial situation is, giving is the reflection of a thing for heart. And I know, you know, here and I and I'm gonna get into all the let's let's talk about all the the things that are people talk about why they won't give. Well, you know what? I'm not giving that preacher my money. You know, and, and you can see and you may have experienced and you can see on social media and you can hear about stories about how preachers have taken advantage of people um, telling them to give this. And, uh, you know, if they don't, you know, you give this, God will bless you. And preachers have taken advantage. And that's out there. And I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to deny and act like that's not true. There are, you know, men and women of God who take advantage of the people. But you need to understand that that's not all you can't put on again and maybe you've experienced that maybe you've experienced you've been a part of a ministry of you've seen things and that has deterred you from giving but i pray that you allow the holy spirit to speak to you tonight and begin to give because giving generosity reflects 
your priority. If the gospel is a priority, if you have a love for people and want to see them saved and want to see them delivered and set free, then you should support the gospel and whatever, give whatever you can. But that, that would express your love for the gospel. Now, to get into the context of of um, Philippians 4.19, let me read that again to you. Then we read it. You hear this scripture all the time, but let's, let's, we don't want to put it in this proper context. And it says, and the same God who takes care of me, this is Paul talking, will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which has been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, let's look at that in the context of what Paul is saying, okay? Paul is was saying this to his partners, okay? He was saying this to his partners. This, this, this doesn't apply to everyone, this particular scripture. We, we use this scripture to apply that, but doesn't apply to Paul. You remember, in context, he was speaking to his partner, people who were supporting his ministry. Okay, so it's not fair when it is true that the Lord desires to supply the needs of all his children. That's God's will, but not all his children cooperate with him in this matter of giving and receiving. And therefore, it will not happen to all. It would not happen that all our needs get supplied. So you have to be in cooperation with what the Bible says about giving, giving and receiving. It says it's blessed to give and receive. And when you're giving, God says, I will supply all your needs. Okay. And Paul was speaking to people who his partner with him, the people who was sowing into Paul ministry. Paul was saying, you know what? Because you're sowing into this ministry, because you're being a blessing to me and helping me spread the gospel, he says, God will supply all of your needs. Okay, because these people were cooperating with the gospel, they had a love for the gospel and they were spreading up. So this doesn't apply to all God's children. It only the ones who are in cooperation with how God tells us to give. But when we faithfully give, um, like these Philippians did, we faithfully give, then God's ability is released and his supply manifests. Okay, this is like sowing and healing me. Let me tell you, some of you may look at me, kind of be upset with me. You know, I'm not saying, Oh, God, I don't want to bless you, but you have to be in cooperative with the, what the scripture says. Let me give you an example in the natural. You know, you can't expect to reap a harvest in the natural if you don't sow no seeds. Okay, you can't sow, you can't not sow any corn seeds. Okay, and then expect corn to come up. Okay, so what is the farmer doing? The farmer is giving seed to the ground. Okay, planting that seed, and he has an expectation of to see a harvest. Why? Because he know he has has sold something. Okay, and this is in everything, and this is also in money. You know, and I'm not. It says. Talking about, you know, what? Well, hey, you going to give no, you know, we know that when you sow, it can come back in many ways. But one of the ways is money. 
That's one of the ways that God supplied. But he says he will supply all your needs and you can buy Christ Jesus. So the supply, if you sow, you should expect to reap. But if you hear the thing about it, if you don't sow, you should not expect to reap anything. Don't expect to reap what you haven't sown. So if you haven't sown into the gospel and things of that nature, then you shouldn't expect to receive anything. And that's just this is just the principle. This is the principle of sowing and reaping. This is not nothing that we don't understand. You sow, you're going to reap back. Okay. So the thing is, you have a love for the gospel. Like it says, and you know, if you can get caught up in the uh, things of people saying, well, you know what? The preacher's taking the money. And don't get me wrong, I, I encourage anybody to get into a ministry where, you know, they are very, um, you know, what's what I want to use? You can see what they're doing with the money. They're very, I used to wear very transparent about what they're doing with the money and where it's going. And so, but the thing is, this your giving is a reflection of your thankfulness to God and your love for the kingdom and your love for the gospel. Now the Bible is full of people who give big gifts but do not but do it for the wrong reasons such as to impress others or even to impress God. Okay? While attention to seeking generosity may fool us, God sees the heart. So we we, we see the, the Bible talking about um maybe you've seen people give big gifts, and you know what? Sometimes you see people on giving million dollars, this and that, and they say they, they're doing it for the wrong reason, they just doing it to try to impress others and impress God, you know. Like I said, but you can't you can't fool God. I love that. You can't fool God. Okay. With this, we call it attention seeking generosity. You're giving to get it get attention. We don't want to do give to give attention. We just want to bless the kingdom. You know, you don't have to let everybody know how much you've given. You know, your church doesn't have to announce about how much you're giving. Um, you know, and I know I've been in part of ministry where, you know, I've been, been to church where they have, you know, get a line, say, you know, this one gets $50 and who got $100 and, and I don't agree with that because I don't believe that's the way God wants us to give. It doesn't matter how much you give. You, if I was says give as God has purpose in your heart. So whatever you purpose in your heart to give, then you give it whatever that amount is. But God sees the heart. So, and even we with the story about the woman with the with the with the widow's might, you know, the Bible says she didn't have much, but she gave all she had. And then there was other people who were very rich, you know, gave a portion of their wealth. But Jesus says, Hey, she gave it, she gave the most because she gave everything she had. So Jesus even shows us in that story, it's not about the amount. So I just want to, but the Bible is, it says it's full of example of people who give big gifts, but for the wrong reason. And I wanted to focus in this with tonight. Um, let's look at example of that. Let's look at Matthew chapter six, verse one and two. 
Okay, let's look at what it says. And I'm going to read one and two. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, this is what Jesus said, watch out. Do not, you don't, let me see, excuse me, watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly, okay? To be admired by others for you will lose the reward from your father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogue and streets to call attention to their actions of charity. He said, I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they're going to get. So Jesus pointed this out. He said, when you do good deeds, when you give, don't try to draw it. Uh, intention. He said, as the, he, he called them hypocrites, as the hypocrites do. It means that you're phony. You know, your intentions are not genuine. And so he says, hey, don't be blowing your jumper. He says, but hey, when you get on call, he says, but you gonna, you, if you do that, he says, you've already got your reward. Don't expect, expect the father to give you, to, to give to him, because you've already got your reward. You got the applause and let people know how much you gave. He says, we don't want to do that. And they gave, man, you may have gained a big gift, but he says, hey, that's not what I want, okay? I want you to be generous while we're giving to fund the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, and some people, you know, are against giving because, you know, with pastors taking the money, he buying this, he buying that, he buying it, or she buying it, she buying that. And the Bible does talk about taking care of the past. There are scriptures. Uh, there are scriptures Paul talked about in Corinthians um, and Galatians. So there are many scriptures that talk about supporting your pastor. But the thing is this, if you can't do it with a generous heart, then you shouldn't do it. Okay. And I'm not saying you support the pastor who's not being transparent with the money, but it should be done from a place of generosity in your heart. But I encourage anybody, don't give to any ministry, any pastor, any support, anything, if your heart is not in it. If you are not giving to support the gospel. And like I said, the Bible does call does call us about supporting, you know, our pastors and our leaders. Um, I don't agree with if pastors putting pressure on people to support them. I don't agree with that. I believe a pastor should get a job if the ministry can't support him find that way he don't have to work but you know if if ministry can afford that fine but if not he or she should have a job but the thing is this is about giving from the heart generous giving generous giving means that hey you're prompted by the holy spirit pray about what you should give you know and give it from the heart and this is a habit because giving shows us that we are grateful that we have a um attitude you know of gratitude once again no matter what your financial circumstance is so um so i encourage you to take time to to reassess your finances okay today to reassess okay am i giving and and what spirit am i giving why are you giving are you giving for the wrong reason or the wrong motives Okay, and so you need to ask yourself, does your giving really reflect your gratitude for God? And I want you to challenge yourself tonight. You know, if you have stopped giving, 
I pray that, you know, you allow the Holy Spirit to touch your heart tonight and you begin to give this to some ministries to support the gospel. Whoever God leads you to support, you know, pray about it and ask God, who should I support with my resources? Because you want to see the gospel um, spread, you know, to this world, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's all about spreading the gospel. It's all about getting the good news to the, the four corners of this earth and letting people know about the gospel of Jesus Christ, this gospel of grace and what Jesus has done for us. Okay. So this is what giving is mainly all about, you know? And so when you begin to give of your resources, it shows you that you are thankful for what God has done for you. And you say, God, I thank you. So you know what? I love you and I love your people and I love and I want to see people come to know Jesus Christ. And so with your uh, resources, you know, you, you know, you, we're feeding the hungry, we're clothing the naked, you know, we, um, people who have been um, even in the third world countries, people who don't have the resources we have in America, you know, or you can sow into um, the third world countries, get in um find ministries who are doing that over in those countries and helping people, feeding them, you know, building houses for them, whatever the case. And and this is what God has called us to do in our giving. And so think about it. If you're stingy, if you don't want to give of your resources, then let's pause. You know, as I said, you can't expect that scripture to apply to you, that God will supply all your needs according to recorded by Christ Jesus. It's not going, it's not going to apply to you. But if you are giving uh, as the Holy Spirit prompt you and lead you and support the ministry. And I also say supporting the men and women God who who feed us the word of God on a, on a weekly basis, then you know what you can expect God to uh, manifest the resources you need you know, to to do what you need to do in this earth. And I'm getting wrong. I've been in a place um, where I didn't have a lot. Trust me, I've been in a place. I've been in a place where um, in my life didn't have a lot, had more bills than money. And but yet I thank God that I was taught to sow, to still give. Because why? Because I had you know, I was trained to have a love for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to see people's being helped, no matter what my circumstances were, even though I didn't have a whole lot. But you know what? I kept on giving. I kept on sowing. Because why? And you know what? There was time where I was like, hey, um, when is my time? When am I going to have more than enough? And I thank God that my season came. But I want to encourage you tonight. If you stops giving, uh, I pray that you we'll pray about going back to giving and sowing into this type of ministry. And don't get me wrong. And I, I believe if you start that you will see the manifestation of that scripture. He will supply all your needs. And I, and I'm a witness to that. God did supply all of my needs in that time of financial struggle. I had people put money in my hand. I had people um, show up and give me things that I, that I needed, that God had put on their heart. So God will take care of you. Now, 
and it may not he will supply all your needs now it may not be what you want right now it may just be what you need but if you continue to sow and you start sowing there's going to be an overflow in your life it's going to be an overflow if you just but you have to trust and in this this is how the kingdom work it says seed time harvest that's how it works just like in the natural there may be some time in between there but i want to encourage you to you show your thankfulness by giving of your resources and allow the holy spirit to minister you as to where you should give and what you should give so let me pray father god thank you and I pray for those who are listening. I pray, God, that they will be, if they're not, they become generous givers, givers of their resources. I pray, God, that they will um, talk to you and begin to seek you as to what they should give and how they should give and who to give it to. And God, I thank you for a hundredfold as they begin to sow. I thank you for a hundredfold that they receive back of what they're giving. God, I thank you for showing up mighty in their lives as they begin to sow and give to the gospel, that this gospel, they may help spread this gospel across the world. Because God, you said once this gospel is preached, then the end will come. And I thank you, God, for using them to help spread this gospel. And I even pray for those who are hurt, who have been hurt, by maybe pastors and leaders i pray that you would heal them god but god heal them and let them know that hey even though they was hurt that pray for that person but they will can start back giving that you may bless them a hundredfold and i give you all the glory and praise in jesus name we pray amen thank you once again next week we will start a new series um and begin just continue to share the word of god with you um i always pray about what to um preach and teach to you on these sad nights and so um pray that you'll be in help um if you know somebody who needs these messages please uh feel free to share it and we'll see you again on next week once again thank you and bye-bye